0: The following may contain offensive language, adult humor, and or content that some viewers may find offensive. The views and opinions expressed by any one speaker does not explicitly or necessarily reflect or represent those of Mark Rattelage or W2M Network. Please listen with caution, or don't listen at
1: all. TV party tonight! we everybody your
2: hello good evening and welcome to TV party tonight I'm your host Alexis hena and tonight we are journeying all the way out to nowhere to discuss James Gunn's entry into fun holiday romps that nobody asked for but let's face it we don't know how we lived without them the guardians of the galaxy holiday special i am joined by uh vince Advanced spock who we had on last week for andor welcome back mr spock
3: live long to prosper
2: all right uh we also have also coming back with us is david wright how you doing david
3: oh i
0: don't know what christmas is but christmas time is here
2: we okay i am just imploring all of our listeners and everyone out there we need to make that a regular christmas song okay we will not stop until we hear this like 20 times in the freaking stores and everything it's like this needs to replace mariah carey as the christmas staple i'll take it all right, and of course, coming back, someone who I actually haven't had a chance to uh, record within a while—my partner for uh, Tripped Up Trivia, Jesse Starcher, who is apparently going by the name Taser Face
0: tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that just What's calls up, itself Taser Face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, glad to be here. I can't wait to talk about this holiday special. It's going to be fun.
2: Absolutely. So yeah, this got announced uh a while back at the uh Disney Day uh announcements. Uh this was kicking around for a while. Apparently, uh James Gunn wanted to make this for years. This was an idea that he really had buzzing around. He had a lot of fun with it. Uh he took to Twitter and openly discussed how the Star Wars holiday special was legit one of his favorite things he watched as a kid. He's like, "No, no, no, I'm not being ironic." I'm I'm not trying to be a total hipster pain in the butt here. No, I legit loved it. So we're all sitting there going, oh, good God, what's he got up his sleeve for <laughs> <with laughs> this? So we get a holiday special running up about uh, 42 minutes aired on disney plus stars are uh cast from guardians of the galaxy we've got chris pratt dave batista karen gilliam paul clementief uh ben diesel bradley cooper sean gunn michael brooker and making his official mcu uh, debut since we're not going to count his appearance in the x-men movies kevin bacon
0: spoiler alert (laughs)
2: well <laughs> oh, come on he was in all of the advertisements okay so yeah uh, this was written and directed by Gunn so I'm just going to go ahead and say we know it's going to be awesome because whenever you give this man complete creative control he always gives us gold so uh, this uh, starts off we get a very a cute little uh, animated flashback with uh, Quill and Craglin. Quill is I guess teaching them about Christmas but he's still a kid living with yondu and the ravagers and yondu gets a little pissy about being given a gift because he's like no we're ravagers we take and all of a sudden i'm like okay apparently we've gone to did you pay the gold price or the iron price Mm -hmm. and i watched way too much game of thrones And uh, we cut to Nowhere, which is where uh, I guess the Guardians have purchased Nowhere or what remained for Nowhere after Thanos torched the damn place. Uh, Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong. Nowhere in the comics was the headquarters of the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Oh, that's a
1: good question. I'm pretty sure because most of the time I've seen it referenced is usually like around the Guardians uh, lore. So, yeah, I, I want to go ahead and agree and say, yeah, that's the case.
2: So, yeah, I thought that was kind of a nice roundabout to ha- get back to that uh, point in the comics. Right. Uh, so they're working to rebuild it and make it more livable. Again, after what ha- uh, what Thanos did in uh, Infinity War, which is just destroy the damn place. Yeah. Uh, but it, Kraglin is talking with the other Guardians about this story because he said he looked on, I think he called it the multi-calendar. And on Earth, it's almost Christmas. And they can tell that Quill's a little depressed, uh, not only because of this, but this is, uh, I guess, fresh after uh, Endgame and fresh after they split from Thor in Thor Love and Thunder. And he's still a little upset about Gamora being gone. Uh, So Mantis and Drax decide that they want to get him the ultimate Christmas present and they think back to all the stories that quill has told them and they remember the legend of kevin bacon who saved a whole town with dancing so i actually have a question i want to i want all three of you guys to give me an answer to so let's say you're in quill's place and you are telling stories from your youth like from what you remember as a kid watching movies watching tv show playing games or whatever. If Drax and Mantis were going to go find someone to cheer you up on Christmas, who would they go get?
1: Ooh,
3: good
1: question. Do I get to go first? Who's going first?
2: I. Uh, this is a question for all three of you, so whoever's okay. got an answer, I want you to just say it. Go ahead.
1: Oh, well, then I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, bring me Christopher Lloyd. <laughs>
2: I want to the Brown. future <laughs> of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wore the shirt. Now I I would love. I, yeah, I would love for that to happen. I would love to uh then explain to Christopher Lloyd that I'm very sorry. I need to get you back to where you need to be, back to California probably. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I I think that would be uh that'd be there you go. That's what I'd land on.
2: And now I just realized, can we get Christopher Lloyd in a Marvel movie before it's too late? Right.
0: Right. Yeah, he should be in line right after Bill Murray.
3: Yeah.
2: Point. All right. Uh, Mr. Spock, David, either of you got an answer?
3: Yeah. For me, I think I'm going to have to go a little bit more recent and go with uh, Ryan Reynolds.
2: Okay. Ryan Reynolds would
0: probably be all right to hang out with.
2: Yeah, Yeah. totally. (laughs) I could definitely see, some, I, I could actually really see Ryan Reynolds fitting into that role very nicely.
3: I would do naughty, naughty things to that man.
2: <laughs> you are 90% of the human race. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is kind of the perfect human specimen.
0: <laughs> God's perfect idiot. What about
2: you, David? Who do you think?
0: Ooh, it's a tough one. I mean, it'd be fun to spend a day with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen.
2: oh yeah
1: dude so good
2: see i was expecting considering everything behind you i thought you were gonna say (sighs) um mark hamill
0: mark hamill would also probably be pretty fun what about you alexis i'm
2: not sure trying to think back because i hate to say i watched a lot of cartoons so I would pick someone who's animated, and then Drax and Mantis would show up on Earth, and they'd be and someone would be like, "It's a line drawing. It doesn't exist."
1: <laughs> oh, but what the fun would be is watching them try to figure out how to bring an animated figure to you. That would be the whole movie,
0: <laughs> like a computer sim- simulation or something like that. <laughs> You're
2: right. Admittedly, though, I it, knowing what I talked about as a kid, I'd probably go with uh, Jim Carrey.
0: Oh, oh wow, yeah. Well, sweet. Half our list is Canadians. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Uh, so, okay, so Manson and Drex uh, go to Hollywood and they obviously, there's a joke that uh, we've made when we discussed the final season of um, Lucifer when they see all of the uh, angels out in the open and they've got their wings on and they're, they're wearing their outfits and everything. And they're like, and I can't remember who says, it, but he's like, you can't have them all out here. And Lucifer's like, it's LA. They don't stand out.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's been a, that's been a joke that's been played on quite a few times in a, quite a few shows. Yeah. 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 Also works in New York.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Right.
1: right. Yeah.
2: Latest episode, Jesse, of hell of a boss has them going to L.A. and I, I watched that with Andre, and he's like, "Why aren't they standing out? Why are people noticing there's demons?" I'm like, (laughs) "It's L.A. They (laughs) don't stand out."
1: Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. I worked in
2: L.A. This shit is normal.
3: (laughs) It also works here in Portland. Oh really? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm so sorry, man. I didn't know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I get that a lot.
2: Uh, so, yeah, we get uh Mance and Drax going to Grumman's Chinese Theater, of course, not understanding the characters in costume, which is a lot of fun. We get Drax beating the crap out of a GoBot.
1: Yes. Yes. So, Great team, I mean, we've got to talk about this. Are GoBots part of the Marvel Universe then? I was, they recognized him. him. They did. Yes. They they. She said that a Gobot killed his brother. Cousin, cousin, oh, was it a cousin? Okay, so uh, that okay, so but regardless, Gobots exist in the Marvel U apparently, and yes. Also, it's not good
0: to be related to Drax in the in the MCU. Holy no!
3: Everybody (laughs) from that guy's family dies.
2: (laughs) Right?
0: Yet he hates stories where everyone's alive at the end.
2: so they go to a bar uh we get a cameo from uh oh my god what is his name i want to make sure i pronounce it right flula borg who played uh javelin in uh guns uh, suicide squad and he's the bartender uh okay. apparently flula borg has just come like the ultimate james gunn fanboy and a big dc fanboy because he was also one of when they did the uh dc fandom he was one of the prime speakers and announcers.
1: Oh, okay.
2: So he's, I guess, a big figurehead now for anything James Gunn related, and I'm fine because he's hilarious. And eventually they get blackout drunk, but they get one of those cheesy maps to the Hollywood stars, which Mantis manipulates the sales clerk. It's like, give me one of those and give me all your money. <laughs> <laughs> and they go to the house where uh, Kev Bacon... Who is watching one of the greatest Hollywood TV special Hollywood movies ever. Santa Claus versus the Martians.
1: Right, right.
2: (laughs) I've never seen the movie,
1: but I knew exactly what was on TV
2: because that's how iconically Mm -hmm. bad that (laughs) movie has become. Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand Fans Unite. Right, right.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they still do it, but the Space Channel, which was our, which is our like sci-fi specialty channel in Canada, every Christmas day they would do a Santa Claus Conquers the Martians marathon. Oh,
2: wow. I'd rather have that on than have to watch a Christmas story a thousand Christmas
0: times. <laughs> that was TNT,
2: right? Good point.
0: One week marathon, nothing but a Christmas story.
2: And they break, so yeah, so Mantis and Drax break in, and they chase poor Kevin Bacon around the house to Fountains of Wayne, or what is the name of this? Hang on a second, I want to make sure. Again, I'm trying to, it's like, yeah, Fountains of Wayne, I want an alien for Christmas.
3: I gotta say, that that chase sequence, Mantis is absolutely terrifying in that.
2: Oh yeah, like crawling on the
1: walls and stuff? oh it's frightening yeah.
2: it's frightening so that actually does bring up an interesting point because i remember when we reviewed uh end i can't remember which one of us brought it up but when they see mantis join the a squad scene you know the the girls get it done moment mm-hmm. i can't remember who said but one of them said what the hell is mantis supposed to do because we had <sighs> never seen her fight in uh any of the moves before so what we all just assumed she was just randomly touching people and going sleep, sleep. She yeah, telekinesis
0: wouldn't be near wouldn't be you know useful at all in a fight.
2: <laughs> but no, I, I like that. Let's just go ahead and say it. Mantis steals the show. Oh yeah, in She's this, fantastic
1: yeah. in this, yeah, yeah, absolutely,
2: yeah. Glad to have you back watching us, Derpy. And yeah, Su- Suicide Squad's actually one of my favorite DC films as well. It was really good. Um so but yeah, uh they, they manage to get him. They they take out the police. We find out Drax is bulletproof.
1: <laughs>
2: it tickles
0: <laughs> Gonna pee.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, Dave uh, Bautista also gets a bit of a shout out. He he does really good. Yeah. And he plays I'll off a of mantis very good, her being very much the straight woman of the, the two. Absolutely.
2: It is interesting because Drax is so deadpan with the mm-hmm. way he says things. I love the argument on nowhere about the Zarg nuts. It's like we could get them Zarg nuts if you would eat if you hadn't eaten all of them. It, forget about the Zarg nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, these two really do work well together. They had great chemistry in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I'm glad to see them still being paired up because you're right, they have it works really good against Mantis being the straight, straight man, straight woman, straight
3: bug person alien
2: yeah and they put everyone under a trance they get kevin bacon back on the ship they find out that he's an actor in which uh we have a handful and now we have a handful of actors have to say that acting is the worst profession in the universe and actors are horrible horrible people
1: (laughs) Uh, so I'm, i'm watching this and i'm like what is their problem with has this been established like in cinematic universe that the guardians hate actors or it, was this just a one-off joke that they were doing here because i was like what is their problem i understand
0: well, uh um, if you look at the history of acting like they, forget hollywood forget what, everything you know the modern in, entertainment industries actors were considered next to useless because they had no real useful function in society they didn't make anything they didn't you know grow anything like if you were an actor you were pretty much one step above prostitute in the social pecking order
1: so these warriors these guardians of the galaxy are like acting yeah it's like all you do is pretend
0: to be someone else
1: there's and there's a joke later i know you're probably we're not there yet that that kind of plays off this because this Continues through a little bit about how act, mm-hmm. actors are the worst, uh, ever. Um, to where Nebula makes a, a comment towards the end, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I we'll love that get there. Yeah,
3: does anybody else think immediately of Wonder Man when they mentioned actors and how
1: horrible they are? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Wonder Man. <laughs> Yeah. Oh
0: man. No. I, I was almost, I was almost expecting there to be lines like humans view actors as heroes, nor do they have it achieved interstellar flight yet. <laughs> yeah. Messed up priorities.
2: But considering Wonder Man was supposed to make an appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy too, they had to cut. Uh, because we all know who was going to play Wonder Man originally. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was, yeah. Uh,
1: Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, the, didn't also they? Ca- Canadian. They have. <clears throat> milk it while you can dude
0: that's all we can do
2: (laughs) we just act up here (laughs) (laughs) we act and we play hockey and we freeze Uh, didn't they cast another actor as wonder man for an upcoming i'm guessing i don't know disney plus series or something Mm
1: -hmm. i i'd have to look that up
3: Uh, yeah they have I, i don't remember who it is but they have cast him uh and they're doing an entire series on him in disney plus
2: all right, let's take a look. Wonder Man, Marvel Comics, and other media. I'm uh, uh, trying to see if
1: this is who this oh, is.
2: Oh, it's uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen uh, II. Uh, this is the guy from uh, Candyman and uh, the Watchmen uh, TV series, and he played uh, Black Manta in Aquaman. Okay. oh okay. yeah no he's a great actor he's awesome i love what i, I love seeing him and stuff so yeah oh looking forward to this now <laughs> so but yeah so and there is some some fun the fact that uh kevin is he's tranced he's en, he's enchanted basically so he's acting like he's drugged out of his mind yeah. through this whole thing and they decorate nowhere with Christmas lights, and quill is just so he loves it. He's so touched that everyone's all decked out and they've they've gone out of their way for him. and then he opens the box and sees that they've kidnapped human <laughs> you're kidnapped Kevin bacon and and' lot? it's like this is human trafficking
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i love I love the whole show when you see Quill, he is just trying to understand how and make sense of everyone around him's misconception of what Christmas is. (laughs) He just has to play off everything or look very confused. Uh, Santa uh, doesn't have
2: a (laughs) flamethrower.
1: At the beginning, watching his reactions to the song is great. Uh, And then it just, you know, now all of a sudden he's faced with this huge, what he probably sees as a mistake. We brought an actual person from earth to nowhere as a present. What do I've got to do to make this right? And, of course, I mean, he has the utmost respect for Kevin Bacon. He's got to get him back to Earth immediately. Uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's watching him open this present and see Kevin Bacon. <laughs> just as the box shakes, he's got this look on his face. He knows it's Wait not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just like either it's something alive or there's a bomb in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Not good. So he has Mantis on un- uh, Trance him and of course Bacon is freaking out. I, I love that there was Rock in. he it- Rock's like, no one's gonna hurt you. That's a talking raccoon. Don't ever call me that! I'll kill you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he runs off. Uh, they-, they go get him and uh, Quill apologizes and he tells Kraglin, take him back to Earth. Did anyone catch what the name of uh, their new ship is?
3: The, this, yeah. the Bowie? Is that what it was? Yes.
2: Nice. Uh, that actually really... Uh, I, I don't know how many of you guys know this, but uh, David Bowie was supposed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, oh, I did not. Wow. know Yeah, I don't think they ever officially said what it was, but from the rumors I heard, he, he was supposed to be David Hasselhoff's character, basically.
1: Okay.
2: That uh, The idea was that Quill said that David Bowie was his father and I, I could be wrong could be wrong but i think mm-hmm. that's what it was so i think they them naming their new ship the bowie in his honor of that was really great touch I like yep. that and cragley gets him on the ship and he tells uh kevin bacon about all the stories that quill told about how his movies inspired him as a kid and bacon is just so touched he gets a <laughs> Phone call from his wife. <laughs> He's like, how do I get <laughs> signal out here? <laughs> right.
0: Well, you, you kind of have to address that. Otherwise, if, if you don't, the audience will.
1: Yeah, you're you're. They're gonna raise lampshade.
2: Massive lampshade. Uh, shade
0: <laughs> yeah. Space technology. Moving on. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we don't
2: have to explain it, but it's still funny as hell. <laughs> And he is so touched. He does he calls his wife calls and he says, you know, I'm gonna be a little late. I'm gonna stay out with some friends. And we get Kevin Bacon performing with the old 97s, and we get everyone exchanging gifts. And Rocket finally gets Bucky's arm as a guest
0: Yes! <laughs> yes. I, want, I, want, I want the story of how she got that arm. Yes. I want too.
1: Yes. I know, yes. I do too. <laughs> right. No kidding.
2: Uh, so, you know, uh, Kevin Bacon's really touched, and then uh craglin uh, takes him back to earth and mantis talks with quill about how she wanted to really make something special for him because plot twist it turns out mantis is quill's half sister she's ego's daughter uh they they you know she they talked in the second movie about how uh you know he he kept her around because she had a purpose so i get the idea that you know when he was going around looking for his offspring who could help him they he realized you know she can't do it but she could still provide use to me, so I'll let her live. So, and Quill's just thrilled because now he's got his sister, and it that's ends the with best them. Christmas
0: present ever. Absolutely,
2: yep. and then it ends with Cosmo and Rocket trying to decorate Groot,
0: and and, and, and a tease for a, a second uh, special. So,
3: I got some serious community vibes from this series of oh, this yeah? show. Yeah. yeah, especially there, there at the end where they're decorating Groot, I, I was immediately brought back to "Oh Christmas, Troy, Oh Christmas, Troy."
1: <laughs> Great show. Uh,
2: so yeah, like so, this was a lot of fun. Uh, this was the second uh, uh, TV special that the DC or that the God, I'm screwing up wrong my wrong universe, wrong universe. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: I'm sure
0: no one will mention it in the comment section. No one will mention it in the comment section at all.
2: Well, excuse me, because it's a little hard when you're talking about James Gunn, because he is now currently the head honcho for the DC film. Right, 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 yeah, right. That, that's oh, not going
1: to get anyone any mercy. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, I'm well aware that I have dug my own I'll grade. just
1: go ahead and get started. I'll be I'll over there in
2: a second. Start making comments right now. <laughs> Uh, but uh, this is their second special on Disney Plus. First one being Werewolf by Night, which we got around Halloween, which uh, Andrew um, and I reviewed uh, back uh, before uh, back in October. Plug, plug. Thought it was really great. I, I love the idea of these little special one offs. I think these are really clever, uh, and I really hope Disney Plus keeps doing these. And I love that they're making them holiday themed. This is a really good idea.
1: Yeah, as long as they're done well, which. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to watch the werewolf by night one, but everyone seems to really, really uh, have liked what that was. This one was very entertaining. So if they can keep up the great output that they're having with these things, yeah, keep keep it going.
2: All right. Uh, Well, let's just go ahead and go around. Uh, Mr. Spock, Do you want to tell us your uh, thoughts on uh, the special and what you what you thought of it?
3: Overall, I generally enjoyed it. It's gonna be one that I put on every Christmas and Werewolf by Night will be one that I put on every Halloween as well. Um, I thought that they were quite well done, enjoyable to watch. Um, I really wanna give a shout out to whoever does the CGI for Groot and for Man-Thing in um, Werewolf by Night because the two of them looked pristine. Like I could not tell whether or not there was a guy in a costume or CGI work. And when that's the case, you're doing good work. So shout out to them.
2: Yeah. What did you think of uh, Groot's new design? Because this is obviously a different Groot than what we saw in the first Guardian. So this new Groot, he's looking a little uh, like he's juiced a little bit. He's a little yeah. like I believe
0: everyone's calling him buff Groot.
2: He is kind of a buff Groot.
3: I think swole Groot is better.
2: I'll take that up. Swole Groot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how do you like uh, the new Groot design?
3: I like the new Groot design. That's that's another thing. Is I I don't know if it's a guy in a costume or CGI. Whereas like the original Groot, it was just too tall and and skinny to have been a person in a costume. But this one, it could actually be. But everybody seems to think that it's CGI. So I don't I don't honestly know. And I think that that's a good design because of that.
2: Uh, I can't see anything in the Wikipedia say that it was uh, if it was mocap or anything. So I will tell you it was
1: voiced by Vin Diesel, right? Well, of course.
2: Vin Diesel's always voiced uh Groot. They just sped up the uh sped it up when he was little Groot, when he was baby Groot. (laughs) (laughs) uh, David, what did you think of the special?
0: Uh yeah, overall it was a solid special. It wasn't life-changing, amazing, the most wonderful thing I've ever seen, but it was a it was a solid holiday special. You know, the story set up its speeds very good It executed it quickly and you know had had the christmas moment at the end uh, like i don't know if the actors were were told to sort of act a little hammy at the opening like oh, when they're all sure. talking about christmas yeah like, right. i think, was I think kinda... that
1: was definitely an element of trying to get this uh you know television special feel at least it did that for me anyway, but go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah.
0: And, and bookending it with the, the animated sequence showing Yondu in the past. It's nice that they keep on bringing Yondu back in some way. Every time right. we get the guardians, uh, yeah, it was, it was solid. The, as usual, game James Gunn is just a master at picking out music for film. I, oh, absolutely. I kind of wonder sure. like, how he has time to make movies, because I think he just spends every waking moment of his life listening to music.
2: Yeah, we <laughs> yeah, talked about funny. this when we reviewed Peacemakers. Just how does this human have this encyclopedic knowledge of all this music?
0: And he knows exactly what's right for which scene, too. Yes. That's- yeah.
1: It occurred to me today to I'm going to go on to Spotify tomorrow and just look, most likely somebody has either curated or Spotify may have even put together a James Gunn playlist of everything that he has put in movies. Uh, And I'd I'd love to see it because I'm sure there's plenty of songs on there that I have forgotten that were part of some of these great movies.
2: Well, you're in luck because according to the wiki here, there is on Spotify, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the official mixtape. There it is. This would be the point where we'd usually do a plug for Amazon Music. But guess what? We (laughs) don't get that anymore. (laughs) Oh, so no money involved but we'll go ahead and say go check it out if you're on spotify because yeah james gunn has always always delivered on a killer soundtrack and yeah this one like so we got the fountains of wayne with i want an alien for christmas we've got fairy tale in new york by the Pogues. we got dead by xmas by hanoi rocks christmas treat by julian casablanca's is this christmas by the wombats just like uh just like christmas by lowe uh, christmas time by smashing pumpkins christmas wrapping by the waitresses and mrs claus by little jackie and of course it's got uh both covers of i don't know what christmas is but christmas time is here uh the second one featuring uh kevin bacon on guest vocals nice
3: why don't nice. we get any of these songs on the radio Like i, I, don't, I don't think know, i've ever right? heard any of these before this special
2: this drives True. me nuts because okay I love I think we all love Christmas but Christmas music drives me insane because yeah it's the same 10 songs over and over again it's like I don't want to hear another rendition of Rudolph or Frosty yeah you know I I actually try to put together a playlist every year of non traditional Christmas songs it's like I want to listen to Christmas music I do I want to get into the spirit I want to enjoy the holiday but if I hear Mariah Carey one more time, I'm going
0: <laughs>
2: to blow my damn brains out.
0: Okay. So would you, so if you had to choose one, would you go with Mariah Carey or
1: Wham? Uh, I'll easily go with Wham. I, 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 oh, he was so embarrassed by the question he left.
2: Oh, no. He didn't leave. <laughs> Where'd he go?
1: <laughs> I was banned.
2: Oh, you were banned? <laughs> I have control over the buttons now, gentlemen. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: Look out. Oh, oh, well you are not getting my went, heart. David?
0: Well, you're not getting to my heart this Christmas, I'll tell you that much.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's okay, because the very next day I was gonna give it away. Yeah, Aww. see. Yeah, see, yeah. But no, these are all great songs. If you love non-traditional Christmas music, be sure to check it out. It's a lot of fun. Stand by that the old 97's version of, uh I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here, needs to become a regular thing we listen to every December from now on. And
1: Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon is no slouch either. Oh, uh, he, yeah. I mean, the Bacon Brothers, I had to look that up. I knew he was part of a band, but yeah, mm-hmm. he's lead vocals in the Bacon. Well, I guess his brother is too, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, I assume uh, his
0: brother would have, have some some role in the band.
1: Yeah, yeah. Kevin Bacon lead vocals and Michael Bacon lead vocals. So, anyway, good stuff.
2: Oh, that's really cute. So, because yeah, he he does hold his. I mean, I don't see him as a famous rock star, but he does pretty good along with the uh, the old '97s. Right?
1: right. I was impressed.
2: So the last thing I want to talk about here uh, is how we think elements of this are going to shape up for Guardians of the Galaxy three because um we know that uh, now they've bought nowhere so i think we're going to see that obviously see this as their headquarters we have cosmo the space dog who is now a permanent addition to the team i freaking love okay it's a minor thing but i'm laughing that they made cosmo female because you know in the comic books cosmo was male but if you know anything about the russia space program majority of the the dogs that they sent up there were female
3: Born
0: in fact, the very way.
2: first uh, dog that they ever launched, the one that Cosmo was based off of, was female. So it's like that—that that actually makes all the sense in the world.
0: Yeah,
2: Leica. Leica, yeah, that's the name. Mm-hmm. So we got that. Um, so how do you guys think? Uh, any other? Do you think there's any other elements of this that are going to factor into our fight with the high evolutionary that's coming up mm. next year?
1: That arms coming into play somehow. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I wish I could even give you guys an idea as to what I think is going to happen in Guardians 3. I was not expecting the first Guardians to even succeed. That's how, you know, unknown this team was. And the first movie just absolutely blew my mind at how well it was done. The second one wasn't so bad. I liked the first one better than the second. As we get into the third, though... uh, Man, I don't know where we're out in Marvel cosmic here. Mm -hmm. So do we have it's high evolutionaries coming into play here. That is that is some. Yeah, that's some cosmic level stuff is uh, Warlock supposed to be a part of this as well.
2: Yes. Uh, Yeah, we Mm -hmm. do have uh, Adam Warlock. Uh, What's the name of the actor they got playing him? Will Poulter.
1: Yeah, he's I know who you're talking about there.
2: Yeah, uh, uh High Evolutionary is played by, oh, sweet, merciful God. I don't know if I can pronounce this guy's name. Chuck uh, Woody, uh, he was uh, on Peacemaker. He played the team leader who they later found out was being controlled by one of the aliens. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it, he was really good in that. So I'm looking forward to seeing him as the High Evolutionary. There'll be a lot of play as, you know, Quill will
1: probably... I'm throwing this out there, but I, w- I wonder if he'll become like the big protective brother of, uh, Mantis in, in some way, you know, I, I could see him like really trying to settle into that role as the big brother. Uh, yeah, I, I plot wise, I, I, what we got out of here, obviously this was a lighthearted kind of deal, how it's going to factor into the third one. Well, we already know that the big deal, you know, one of the big things is definitely going to be the fact that Mantis is quote cool sister, uh, I would leave it up to you, you guys, to come up with something else. <laughs> I don't know what else. Would yeah, be. I,
0: I don't think there's too much in here to hint at what the events of Guardians three. I mean, you know, other than we just have, uh, yeah, they they own nowhere now. Groof's now buff. Cosmos a member of the team. They got a new ship. That's kind of. Yeah. I mean, it was mostly a self contained little story, and that that worked.
2: Mm-hmm. Like and, I said, uh, I just I think, thought there yeah. might be a little, a few seeds planted here and there that we thought might pop up in the third movie i love that we see craglin still trying to control the damn arrow it's like what's that fin for it controls a flying arrow haven't really gotten the hang of it yet
0: (laughs) yeah he's he's got his arc already plotted out for the the
3: next film yeah (laughs) he's got to get control of it in this next film
2: Mm -hmm. right and yeah i am I'm actually with you guys. I am really hoping we see Rocket come out with Bucky Cazar.
1: Oh, for sure. That
2: way. I mean, you know yeah,
1: he's going to have that thing connected somehow. Yeah. Well, they they've introduced
0: Lila as you know in, in in the trailer. So I think so I think I think Rocket's going to uh, be very heavily featured in the in the third film.
1: I Lila, help me out. I, I don't. Um, think I, I I I only
0: know this from like listening to videos about. Uh, you know Laura as well here, but uh, okay. Lila is like La- Lady Lila. I'm googling this right now. Yeah. She's she's basically like Rocket's girlfriend, and she's like the Otter. Okay. So okay. I think, I think I, so. I think in this one, that's sort of I, I'm I don't know anything about the High Evolutionary other than the name, but I assume he might be into genetic engineering with the name Absolutely like the high Evolutionary. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that Rocket might have been one of his experiments, and Lila was there with him too, but he escaped somehow, and became you know the Rocket okay. we all know and love. Right. And so now now he's going back. I guess they're going to go back and get her or something. But if you actually look in uh, the first film, when everyone's been arrested and they're getting their sort of mug shots taken and they have the lists of associates th- for all the characters, she's listed as one of Rocket's associates. Get out. Oh, okay. I never caught yeah.
3: that.
0: I think it, that, that's probably just an Easter egg. I don't know if it was planned out that much in advance, but uh, there you go. But I, I think that's going to be the emotional core of the film. Because certainly every time she shows up in the trailer, I get a little teary-eyed.
3: If you ever play the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale series, it's got a really good section in there about Rocket and Lila and what they go through together uh, with all the experimentation and stuff. And then with the High Evolutionary, one of the things that's the most important to know about him is that he works alongside Nathaniel Essex a lot, who is Mr. Sinister. And if you know anything about that they're probably setting the High Evolutionary up to be some sort of connection mutants. to the fact that some these mutants are showing up now.
2: Mutants. I still keep hearing Tom Ellis has been talking with Marvel about a role, and I am so hoping that it's Mr. Sinister.
3: That would be cool. I want to yeah, see Mr. Sinister in so bad.
2: Yeah, it's just like, let's face it, that's the role he was born to play. <laughs> He'd be so good as Nathaniel Essex. All right. So is there, uh, like, so I didn't think there was going to be a lot to talk about with this special. We all really enjoyed it. We highly recommend it if you're a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy or if you're looking for a fun holiday special uh, to watch with your family. If you're just, like I said, just not willing to watch A Christmas Story again for the umpteenth time. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: it's, it's it's PG, I would say. Like, I think there's only, like, one line of objectionable dialogue, and that was Nebula. By the way, points, points to Nebula for being a bit grinchish in this. Like, she's just like, oh, I just don't care. Yeah, but it's
2: not cliche, grinchish. I mean, she says, no, she, she's effect, not, she's, we, we don't have time to celebrate because we're still working on getting nowhere livable. So,
0: yeah, yeah. It's not like she's like conspiring in the background to ruin Christmas for, to keep efficiency up or something like that. She's just kind of like, oh, whatever. I have to put up with this. Except for when she was hunting down Kevin Bacon, that was a.
1: Hands get away from me, Bacon!
0: <laughs> yeah, she was she was down for that. She she nailed that line.
2: Yes. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a really great special. We all highly uh, recommend you check it out. It's on Disney Plus. Uh, so obviously, not going to do uh, you know money or reviews or anything like that. So why don't we go ahead and jump into plugs? That was good. All right, uh, David, you want to go first?
0: Uh, don't really have too much to plug here. I mean, I'm on the Avatar 2 review next week, and that's about it for me this year. God save your soul. Eh, I like the original one, but... Okay, you know, God save okay. your
2: bladder. That movie is stupidly yes. long. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. I I, I, I I assume that in the review I'm going to mention something about if you're going to make a movie over three hours, put an intermission in, damn it. Yeah. But thankfully, I booked, I booked my seats, and I am in a row near the exit, so... Uh, so I'll be able to quickly do a do a run if 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 Did I you have hear to. what
2: James Cameron said about the movie length?
0: No, I did not. Please.
2: He said yes. that if people need to take a bathroom break, he said go ahead, then they'll pay and go see the movie a second time.
0: Oh, dude. Sounds about I'm right. right. It sounds like there's still a bit of douchiness left in him. He's 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 not a very good Canadian.
2: He's been saying some very douchey things lately about his movies and about other movies. And it's, I I keep reading all these articles about how he talks about how the mocap work is like, this is going to blow, you know. Uh, end game out of the water, and ours is like nothing that's ever been done, and everything. And I'm just like, okay, does your back hurt from carrying your own ego around?
1: <laughs> your head fit into doors when you walk? Yeah, through? So- sounds like he needs to
0: do another uh, documentary about diving to shipwrecks where he's like on a ship of researchers who don't give a shit about who he is. <laughs> and it's like, oh crap, I'm actually going to have to learn how to work with people.
2: And <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Jesse, what do we got coming up with you here uh, on the network? Ooh. Oh, my goodness.
1: Uh, I, I popped up the schedule here. So I got a uh, feed of podcasts called the – oh, it's called the Source Material Comics Feed. almost called it something different. The Source Material Comics Feed. Uh, look, go find it. Subscribe. You can hear uh, a couple shows. The Source Material Comics Podcast, where it's usually – me and some other guests getting together talking about some type of uh, comic book run uh, recently last time we did a source material i think was oh it aired a couple actually last month um where i did a solo like half hour thing about the garbage pail kids origins series that came out in 2022 just did the first issue it's about a little bit more than half hour long and if you, you want to talk about garbage so Pal-
2: you openly talked about the garbage
1: <laughs> pale kids. garbage pail kids listen Garbage spell Kids and a, imagine taking them and giving them like a superhero background. Alright? Yeah. That was done very well. Written by Adam F. Goldberg of the Goldbergs. So um, wow. yeah, check it out. I mean I, listen, I had a good time reading it. And I'm actually going to check out the next issue because that's that's how interesting it was to me. Uh, I also talked 90s comics on the Unspoken Issues podcast. Uh, me Dean Compton, Derry Waite, Chris Armstrong, Evan Bevins. We usually get together. We're talking some type of comic book that happened in the 90s. And just yesterday dropped our discussion of living assault weapons and Justice League quarterly number 14. And what makes those significant is that is when the Charlton heroes went on a couple adventures. Uh, Blue Beetle, The Question a uh, few others in there, Nightshade. They all got together and, uh, yeah, they uh, they fought some baddies in that one. So uh, check that out. We we spent about, I think, close to an hour and a half, two hours talking about that series. And we had a good time. So, listen, that's all I have for, for right now. Unless you want to check me out talking The Wire later this uh, month, I think me and Mark you are going to get together and finish finish out the fifth season of The Wire. Whew, boy, is that depressing.
2: All right, that's it. I was going to say, we need to get back to hosting Tripped Up Trivia. We've taken a couple of months off, so maybe next month we can finally get the show back on the road. I'd love to. I would love to do that. I'm ready. We
1: might maybe do a little video, too, you know? Maybe work that in there. I'm liking it.
2: Yeah. What would January's – what would the theme be for the game?
1: (laughs) Put me on the spot.
2: I have no idea. I'm asking all (laughs) of our guests here. It's like if we host – Okay, so – Come up with something. Yeah, it's like – we usually try to do to time it to events that are going on in pop culture Uh, obviously if we do december it's christmas eve we do uh october it's horror themed uh november has always been disney themed because we try to time it in with the disney releases so i think last january we did video games to tie in to uh, the release of uncharted
0: how about uh About bad movies because January there's like no good movie releases.
2: Bad movies. January is the graveyard of uh, bad movies. There's no question. So so (laughs) all all you
0: misties can have some fun.
2: So does every movie have to be like released in January
1: or no 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 it's just in in general like just like
0: bad movies like so bad it's good.
1: All right, all right. Duly noted. Could be fun. Other suggestions? We're 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 open for them for sure.
3: Uh, the only thing I could think of is January is Royal Rumble, so WWE.
1: Oh, look out! We did a wrestling show at one point. Alexa said, "I'll see you later." She
2: was like, <laughs> I don't know enough <laughs> about wrestling to contribute on that
1: one. She, Who took over that, my
2: spot on that one? Was it Mark?
1: Mark's wife. Yeah, yeah was, Mark's
2: wife. Right. Right.
1: She she uh, was scorekeeper there. Boy, was that was that was crazy one too. Because I had four guys on there that were really, really, I mean, like knowledgeable about wrestling and you yeah, know what's, what's the name of
0: the this network again yeah hmm, something something to the w, max
1: w what does w stand for yeah, what
0: does w stand for <laughs>
1: yeah uh yeah that was a, that was a crazy show yeah okay all right i'll keep that in mind as well yeah we'll have to get something together i'd really like to use the video somehow some way if we can do it just Definitely. gotta get good at
2: it all right uh, mr swock you want to tell us where we can find you
1: yeah, I'm pretty easy. I'm just
3: on TikTok and YouTube but as Vincent Van Spock.
2: So, you still doing the uh, Star Wars affirmations?
3: I sure am. Did uh, one today, one yesterday. I've, I've managed to do it every single day for the past two weeks. It's been pretty good. I'm gaining a nice little following, of about 750 people right now, which is the most I've ever gotten on any platform. So, nice. Quite happy. Very
1: nice. What What is that again? Star Wars affirmations.
3: Yeah, it's uh, this little deck of cards right here, Star Wars affirmation cards. I'll just pull one out randomly. Yeah. Oh, um, go. Got activity, guidance, inspiration, and affirmation. And so, like affirmation, I am fearless. Even in the odds of, uh, even in the face of insurmountable odds, I never back down. My strength of spirit will see me through the toughest challenges. Okay. So, I'll read all four of those in a day, do the activity, and I post it all on TikTok, and it goes really well.
2: Oh very that's good. That's great.
3: Pretty cool. It has helped me get through some really tough times lately.
1: Well, that's that's good. That's
3: important.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you're getting such a following off of that. That's great, man. You got more followers than my company does. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And, yeah, speaking of my company, uh, when I'm not selling my soul for Mark Rattelich, Honeysuckle Rose Creations, where fashion meets fandom at the intersection of geek and chic. We're almost at the deadline. If you want to uh, get something shipped to you before the holidays, make sure you go ahead and head over to our Etsy or handmade at Amazon shops. And, of course, remember that until Christmas Eve on midnight, we are still doing our charity drive and that every order placed from either shop, we will donate $5 to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. You can always find us on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, and underdressed Twitter. Again, that's Honeysuckle Rose Creations, the intersection of geek and cheek. So for Mr. Spock, for Taserface, for David, I'm Alexis Tana saying be well, behave, be safe. That was the wrong button. <laughs>